I'm Emma. And I am Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of. It's the podcast where two best friends finally hold each other accountable for all those pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. Uh, this week, I will be talking about Dodie, or Dodie Clark, depending on how you know her. She is a musician, and she's great. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute. I'm putting on my lip balm. I'm getting my, my like, soft, supple <laughs> lips ready to move. Uh, to start flapping. Um, <laughs> I put on too much. Okay. <laughs> Just too much right off the bat. I yeah. have two things that mm-hmm. I wanted to spotlight today. Okay. I originally had three, and I realized that I was going to be talking about it for, like, 20 minutes. So we've actually already discussed this, so you don't get to hear about that. <laughs> but... I watched the Eurovision movie on Netflix, oh, yes. uh, formerly known as Eurovision Song Contest, the saga, or the story of Fire Saga, which is such a long title, and yeah. I I enjoyed it so much. Um, Jenny, I, I need, I desperately need someone I know to watch this, so I would like it to be you. I think you'll really like it. It gives me, like, very similar vibes, not in terms of content, but in terms of level of enjoyment mm. as The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. And it's too long. All the critics have been saying it, and they're like, it's definitely too long. But like, and I, I can even, I even know what parts I would have cut out if I was editing it. But you can just tell that everyone is having so much fun that they thought they were really funny. And I'm like, I can't even fault you because you're clearly so abused by your own selves right now. And it's it's Will Ferrell doing this thing that he does really well sometimes where he's like, I'm going to be really ridiculously funny and probably a little bit gross or a little bit, like, slapsticky, but also really, really sweet. Mm. And that's not even what I mainly wanted to spotlight. It's just that the songs slap. The big number they do at the end of the movie is so good. I have been lis- I have listened to it probably 20 times in the past 24 hours. Oh my goodness. I have been listening to it nonstop. Like, I have been listening to this the whole soundtrack because I love all of the music. Mm-hmm. And I don't even follow actual Eurovision Song Contest that closely, but they have one scene where, like, I don't even want to spoil it for you because it's so good. Dan Stevens is there from The Guest, so I was oh. feeling some kind of way. <laughs> Um, they have this scene where they're at a party and the camera just starts moving through this huge house and they start singing like this just absolutely wild pop medley of all of my favorite pop songs. And and then all of these actual Eurovision contestants appear and like, I don't even know Eurovision that well. And I recognize all of them. Like it's the big Eurovision names and it's not making fun of Eurovision, which is what I was worried this movie would do. Mm. It is so... They're like, no, we love Eurovision, and this is what Eurovision is, and now you're going to love Eurovision too, and it's just so good, so please just watch this movie, it's a really good time. Doesn't it also star the Canadian icon Rachel McAdams? Yes, it does, and she should get an Oscar, I'm not joking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Rachel McAdams' comedic timing is a gift. Like, she crushes it in Game Night, which I think everyone realized, oh my god, Rachel McAdams is really funny. Game Night is also very good and it's on Netflix. You should also watch Game Night. Okay. Um, and she lip syncs for her life. She's, like, serving up just incredible comedic timing, incredible facial reactions. Um, like, she's the one who gets the big musical number and it's not her singing. It's, like, an actual Slavic pop singer who's doing the vote but she's just like giving this performance and the last song that she sings i i i was watching it again yesterday and i started crying because it's so good i love rachel mcadams so much canadian treasure so good also briefly my second thing is something that i actually haven't even watched yet but i know i'm gonna love okay 
Um, and it is the movie Can You Keep a Secret? Oh, I, I do not uh, Did it. you ever read any books by Sophia Kinsella? She wrote the Shopaholic books. Those are her, that's her big series. Oh. But remember the Confessions of a Shopaholic books? My sister had them, and I've seen them at the library, but I've never actually read them. Okay, so I loved Sophia Kinsella books when I was in middle school and high school. Mm. I loved them. I read... I, I still read every, I keep up with her books. I read every single book she's ever written. Oh, nice. Um, although, actually, that might not be true, because she also writes under a pen name sometimes, so probably not every single book she's ever written. <laughs> but my go-to favorite is Can You Keep a Secret? And I tried reading it again a couple years ago, and, like, it hasn't aged super well. It's, like, super cheesy, but also it's just... I love it, and the whole premise is that a girl is, like on a big business trip and she has to do a presentation she totally blows it she's not going to get this promotion she was really hoping for she gets a little drunk in the airport gets on the plane and it's just like smashed and is but the the flight attendants take pity on her and bump her up to first class and she ends up sitting next to this guy named jack i can see where this is Um, going her name is also her name is also emma so that was also part of why i loved it mm. um anyways and while they're on, the plane almost crashes. Like, they get stuck in some wicked turbulence and, like, emergency-like things are deploying. And and then she just panics and is really drunk and is like, oh my god, I'm gonna tell you all of my secrets because I can't die without anyone knowing the truth. And she just, like, tells all of her embarrassing secrets, all of her embarrassing stories, tells this man literally everything about her life. Girl, take it to the grave. What are you doing? (laughs) I know. And then the next day, she shows up at work and they're like, oh my god, the like the CEO of the company who's like a total like recluse and never goes out in public is here. And it's the guy she sat next to on the plane. And she's like, okay, I did not see that coming. Oh god. <laughs> and then they fall in love. And then she and then he like originally is like, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anyone. But you can't tell anyone why I, that I was on that plane because no one knows that I was on that plane. And she like doesn't know why he's keeping a secret. And so then like they start dating, and she's hurt because like he won't tell her her big secret when big secret when he knows everything about her. Anyways, they made a movie about this, and it's on Crave. And I just discovered that this weekend, and that is what I'm doing after we finish this phone call. I'm gonna watch oh. this movie. It's probably not gonna be good. I'm talking way too loudly. Oh my god, I'm looking at the readings on my computer screen and they're like maxed out. Um, I was looking it up. It got terrible reviews. I'm going to watch it and I'm just going to I'm going to slurp it up. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. I am so excited for you. I know sometimes when something has been made into a movie that is like a book or something that you really enjoy, it can be really disheartening to see it and be like, "Man, that's not what it was." But if you go into the mindset of, "I love the story. I don't care how good it is." quote good it is i just love it and you're just going to see it and appreciate it yes that is a good i know and it's starring one of the actors from teen wolf who's like not even my favorite actor from teen wolf um although he was really popular i wasn't a derek girl so sue me um i don't know but it's like i'm like it's derek from teen wolf so i'm also just happy for him that he's there doing things it's gonna be great i'm so excited yay i'm excited for you (sighs) already man i feel like that i've been left with a mission to watch so many and read so many things. I gotta do it all. I know. So, like, you shouldn't watch Can You Keep a Secret? Because I can't vouch to its quality. I just know that I'm gonna love it. You should mm. watch the Eurovision movie. Okay. Um, and if you don't want to watch the Eurovision movie, I am just gonna send you the two scenes of, like, the pop montage medley and the final Rachel McAdams number. Because they're so good. <laughs> so, does... So, Rachel McAdams, it's not her singing voice. Is it Will Ferrell's singing voice? It is. 
Oh, you'll watch it. His vocal parts are much less demanding because the whole thing is that like he writes all the songs and does all the costumes and is like, like is super in control. And then she's like the one with the powerhouse voice who has been writing songs, but they never perform the song she writes. Oh, oh, that's very camp rock. (laughs) And they're Icelandic, and she really wants to sing in Icelandic, but he's convinced they won't be successful unless they sing in English. Damn. It's really good. Also, Demi Lovato is in this movie. Well, exactly. So it's very Camp Rock. Camp Rock. It's, it's Camp Rock. I know. I was like, wait, Demi Lovato is in this film. Um, but I won't say any more than that. Okay. Ooh, because there I'm were intrigued. some twists. There were there were two twists in that movie. One where I gapped, and one where I just started like scream laughing. Oh so. God! I'm excited. I will Change add it to the things I must watch. And it's a new movie. I was like, it's a new movie. It's a new (laughs) movie. It's just released on Friday. Uh, What what platform is it on right now? Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Netflix orridge. Orridge. Hashtag orridge. Ugh, I hate myself. Okay. Um, I did it first. (laughs) Why did we both do it? (laughs) We haven't done this since university. Hashtag. Yay. We're doing a little hashtag hand gesture. Okay. Anywho. Your turn. Your turn okay. to Okay. So thank you for sharing, Emma. That was wonderful. Um, so I have brought forward um, an artist that I have enjoyed for quite a long time. Um, it's actually one of my sister's favorite musicians. We were going to go and see her perform, and then we forgot. We kept saying, like, oh, we should go because she came to Vancouver, I think. Oh. And we're like, oh, we should go and see her. And we kept saying that and saying it. And then finally we were hanging out and we're like, oh, let's see what the dates are. And it was like the week before. And we're like, are you kidding me? (laughs) No. It was just so heartbreaking that happened. But nevertheless, um, so um, Dodie, um, as she normally just goes by just like the single name, um, you can also look up as Dodie Clark as well. Um, she is uh, an English singer, songwriter, author, YouTuber person. Um, she is quite incredible. Her voice is so delicate, I would say. Yeah. And her her type of style of voice, I grew up doing singing lessons and have sung for other things before. And I used to always think like, oh man, I would never be able to do like popular music because I don't have that type of voice. I have more of a softer voice, but her music is so diverse and that she has like upbeat music and she also has like more like chilling type songs. Like, Ooh, this is actually possible. Like she is actually doing it. She's, um, that her music style is kind of on Wikipedia said she's like pop, indie pop folk type music, acoustic. And she started posting things on YouTube for music. She had a YouTube channel apparently before, but her music channel started in 2011. Oh, and okay. mainly um, doing um, covers, or she would write her own song and she would be playing the ukulele, which I am a big Cute. fan of the sound of a ukulele. It's very charming to me. I tried to play the ukulele as a kid, as everyone has to, and then I had to take music in university. Everyone has to? Yeah. In, on the island, at least, you did quarter oh. until, I think, grade, like, three, and then grade four to grade six, you had to play the ukulele. 
and I was in Strings and Things. Did I ever show you that photo of me? Yes. I have seen you in Strings and Things. <laughs> and we all just, like, are in these matching horrible t-shirts with ukuleles. And I used to also play the up, the up, the bass, the up bass. What is it called? The upright bass? Yes. The upright, the up bass. Yeah. The upright oh, bass. Please. I had no idea what I was doing. I would just press things and move my hands. So, like, no one can tell. It's the bass. That was my mentality in Strings and Things. I mean, see also my high school band career where I played the gong ostensibly. I I would always, like, you had to hit the gong once at the end and once at the beginning, and I always nailed those, but there was also supposed to be a part in the middle where you were like, yeah, I would just, I would just mime it and be like, I'm doing it really soft. Yeah. It's always late. Yeah, our music careers. I, are inst- I played so many instruments growing up, and then eventually stopped playing them. My like- elementary school, allegedly, not allegedly, I've Whoa. seen this program, um, <laughs> <laughs> does uh, recorder and now fiddle. It did not do that oh. when I was in school. Ooh. Yeah, I used to do piano, and then I used to, not in school, but I played piano, and then I played drums for a while. And that was fun. I know. I but be the cool girl who plays drums. Well, I only played for a while because they you need to get the basics. And they I was just on the snare for the longest time. And I was like, I want to play the whole set. And they wouldn't let me, so I quit. <laughs> um, and then and I played the, <laughs> the ultra sax in middle school. And then I quit because the band teacher was horrible. And then when I quit, I was then I became in voice. And then I was in a musical theater. And that band teacher was like the leader of it for a second. I was like... I can't escape this man. Um, and then in university, Our... I had to take uh... music course, and I you could either pick the recorder or the ukulele, and I picked the ukulele. And I, till this day, feel like one day I will buy my own ukulele, because I like playing it. I mean, fun. now's the time. We're going to tell a story quickly. I'm sorry, I'm derailing already. Um, I had a middle school band teacher for a year, and then he left, and we got a different band teacher. Um, but the first band teacher I had when I was in grade six definitely made a student cry and was like really mean to him and like middle schoolers are assholes we were all like that's so embarrassing i can't believe you cried and now i'm like i'm so sorry that our band teacher like would yell at you specifically yeah um because I, I think it was just us all being really uncomfortable but being like what is happening yeah i just remember that dang our, yeah, yeah our band teacher threw his shoe at someone. Oh my gosh. And he used to have teachers? like... Right, I don't know what's up with band teachers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so our band teacher, if you weren't listening, would say like, stand up. And then, because it was supposed to be like, if you were listening, you would stand up. And if you weren't, then you would keep talking and like, be sitting down. It would be obvious to tell who wasn't paying attention. And so you'd just be like, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, and like, make you do it over and over again until everyone stopped talking. And so then he started doing it to like, just this one student where he would like, whenever he didn't like this one student, would be like, stand up. And he would have to stop playing a stand up. And then would like, and he would just like, oh, yell God. at this one kid to stand up. It was so weird. It's so bad. You're molding young minds. Okay. Continue about Dodie in your band career, in your drama career. <laughs> Yeah, it's a dark topic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so Dodie, um, what did I, oh yeah, so on her YouTube channel, her main one, she has one point nine million subscribers, which is exciting, and she has over one hundred and twenty, no, one hundred twenty, one hundred and sixty videos. Oh my god! And so that's just on her main channel. She also has a vlog channel, which has way more than that like double the amount of videos oh my god yeah and for that it's more of like a journal vlog but also she has like a minute song that she just wrote that she puts on there so it's the kind of 
open portfolio thing she's been working on. Okay. Um, and recently she's been doing more songs, like, every week, I think it's been. And so they, they've been, like, more and more, like, little songs here and there, and those have been really fun to listen to. Um, yeah, her music is very, like, usually light melodies, but with deep emotional complex lyrics. Yeah. And it really sticks with you, some of the songs. Like, I can't stop thinking about them. She is similar to Laura Marling in that she, like, has kind of dedicated her career to exploring, like, the same themes, but her changing relationship to those themes and how she perceives Mm. them. Where you can tell she's writing a lot about, like, her relationship with being in the public eye without necessarily mm-hmm. being what you would think of as a celebrity yeah. and her relationship to like her work ethic and relationships we can see in listening to her music, like how her opinion of those things has changed over the years. Yeah. So her, you would look at it and be like, Oh, her songs are all like really similar, but they're not because they're, they're documenting how, how she's changed. Exactly. And she started off, in 2011 on YouTube, which was actually pretty early on for YouTube when, like, YouTube yeah. celebrities became a thing. And I I know, like, we've discussed that you weren't, you're not a huge YouTube person. And I don't understand it. Versus myself, that <laughs> I pretty much would watch YouTube like it was television or like it was movies. And I didn't know what was going on with the Kardashians, but I knew it was going on with, like, Dan or Phil. Like, I knew so much about YouTubers and she there's a core like not core group but there was a, a big group of people that were from Britain who were really close that I followed and she was um, friends with all of them and she also like appeared in some okay. of their videos and such so that was kind of my introduction to her um, but I also always have loved musicians that use YouTube as a platform specifically um, before streaming really became a thing, when it was like, if you didn't have a CD, no one knew who you were. Like, mm-hmm. that, there was no way to experience music. It was so difficult to release even just a single. Exactly. Because who was gonna, like, listen to just one song that you did? Right? So YouTube became this huge platform for artists, and, um, like, Troy Sivan, like, how big he yeah. is now, came from YouTube. Um, there was other people growing up, like I've mentioned Todrick Hall and one of, uh, we, I've dedicated a whole episode to Todrick. Um, but like, for example, he started putting stuff on YouTube as well. Um, Carrie Hope Fletcher, she, um, is a huge West End star, but she's put stuff on YouTube and started putting music there. There was also very early music on, um, YouTube for people who are big fans of YouTube would know for, um, Kurt Snyder, Sam Sui and Max were all in there too. And I know these names mean nothing to you, Eva. I was like, I'm so sorry. I like to think I'm a hip and savvy person. And I was like, I don't know who these people are. Sean Mendez is also a YouTuber, right? I believe so. Or was he a different or was he TikTok? I think he was TikTok? Or like, what's the singing app? I don't know. Okay, we won't get on this path. <laughs> but also like, pen, internet. like, also like Pentatonix. Internet man. Like, yeah. So artists who have created music on YouTube used to be like my type of music. Like I would, that would be my iPod would be their music. Like I love. Oh, thank you. Shout out to all of the online, um, like YouTube to MP3 rippers. Hell yeah. Sometimes thank you, you weren't for able to service. find it anywhere else. And I was an any U S Marine. No, <laughs> this, this non-sentient. 
<laughs> exactly. YouTube and program. Dodie does such a good job with conveying emotion in her songs. Um, you kind of touched on it before of like her experience like in the spotlight and like anxiety is a huge thing within her songs. Yeah. Um, like anxiety and depression. Um, she was diagnosed with depersonalization and derealization disorder. Have okay. you heard of that? Because you told me about this briefly, but I didn't yes. look it up because I knew you were going to talk about it. Yes. So I don't know a lot about it either. I only knew it because I actually read her book, Secret for the Mad. Um, and she talked about a, a whole life. She actually thought she maybe needed glasses or that sh- her, well, she does wear glasses, but um, like her prescription was wrong. Like her, she would look out and everything was fuzzy and she would go through the motions and not just see photos of herself and not feel like she was in the moment, but she would be like, oh no, you're happy, but she couldn't really feel that. And so this type of disorder, it makes you feel detached either like from yourself and your body, or you feel like you're in a dreamlike state and you're not a part of the world that you live in. Okay. And which makes so much more sense. So she'll have moments when she will just like start crying because someone's like, oh, you put this like video and you look all happy and stuff. But she's like, was I happy? Like, I don't remember any of this like this is not it's not connecting it's not connecting at all and so having like depression anxiety themes throughout her music totally makes sense especially because mm-hmm. she's writing her own music which props to her <laughs> yes one question i have is that like you were mentioning that she was kind of part of this inner circle of youtubers yeah um who were are there anyone that i would recognize you probably wouldn't recognize any of them. Okay, is she? I'm just wondering, like, is she still? Sorry, it's just because we're recording this like only like a week after we did the Laura Marling episode, and it's like, does she still collaborate with them? As I'm curious, because it does mm. kind of remind me of Laura Marling, like, kind of coming up in this. I mean, not that you can compare like folk music to like the entire culture of YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like how Laura Marling came up collaborating with these bands a lot, and yeah. then talked about how, like to find her own voice, she had to stop collaborating with them, not for like. Not for an unwillingness to collaborate, but just for a chance for her to find her own mm. voice and make sure she just wasn't parroting back like their own style. So I'm wondering because yeah. Jody does have a very distinct style, but I don't know the people who no. she's collaborated with. So it'd be interesting, I think, to compare the work that she did with them to what she did when she first went solo. Yeah, well, the people she collaborated with weren't really musicians. Um, okay, so this so, is when she was still more of, like, a lifestyle blogger. Kind of. Blogger. It was more of, like, um, she was always doing music, and uh, I don't remember their actual, all of their names, but she, um, there there are some musicians that she did collaborate with, with like, Joe, Joan Cozart, or John Cozart. He does the paint YouTube channel when he did, like, the real-life Disney stuff. Okay. Um, and... Uh, she's de- like I sent you the bird song that she does with Thomas Sanders, which I did watch. Yes, we'll I watched all of the that. videos. Yes, thank you. Um, and so the I don't know where her music style comes from because the I haven't really seen a lot of her collaboration with her. Like she does do collaborations with her friends, but it's like a upbeat song and they're kind of singing in the background. But it's her song that she's already composed. Okay. So I don't actually know where that type of inspiration comes from i know like i guess with like singer songwriters sometimes like you write down the lyrics and then the kind of music comes afterwards um so i think her style kind of fits with her lyrics if that makes sense it does it that, absolutely like juxtaposition does. of being like 
really upbeat, but then also not at all. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, oh, you are exploring some themes, ma'am. Exactly. Do we want to get into some songs? Yes. I took notes, kind of, Jenny also made me a playlist. It was a very reasonable, like, tight 50 minutes. <laughs> um, and I just took notes in the order that they were on the playlist. So yeah. we can do it that way, or we can, yeah. you pick your face. You can your pick songs that you want to talk about, if there's certain ones that you really enjoyed that you want to talk about. There were, there were also some that, like, I'm going to talk about later, because you texted me the question you have for me at the end of this, and okay. so those are my main talking points, so that's yeah. okay, I need to listen to place that in mind, so we will save that. Um, I would say that my two favorites that aren't going to come up later are If I'm Being Honest and mm. Secrets for the Mad, or Secret for the Mad. Oh... Yeah, yeah, okay, let's start with If I'm okay. Being Honest. <laughs> let's dig, okay, If I'm Being Honest... Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> um, actually, um, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for some insightful commentary? Did you watch um, the live? Ver- you watched the live version when I-, I watched the live version, which is very pretty. It's so good. And then I was on. I was looking at the lyrics to it to make some notes, mm. um, which I had open on my computer to refer to, and then I had to close Safari or Google Chrome so that I could record because my computer can only do one thing at a time. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then, but I was looking at a bunch of news lyrics, and very amusingly, uh, she was, like, talking about how she was filming this video and, like, was doing this live version, knew that the take she was doing was the take to use, and then she was, like, right at the end of the song, and, um, just inhaled a big, like, chunk of her hair, <laughs> and was like, I just have to sing through this, I feel like I'm gonna throw up, but I just have to power through, and then I watched it again, and I was like, nice, very nice. professional. Yes. Um, but it's very good, and I love it and relate to it so deeply mm. I'm like That's... I don't know how much I want to drag myself today what do you mean you want to drag yourself not like not dragging myself but just like her talking about like uh like one of the first lines in the song is about how flirting is delicious and I'm like it is and then immediately being like how like your crushes can like make you set up expectations too high for what you think a relationship with that person would be mm. um and it's just like I mean I don't know if I'm any good at flirting I love flirting with people it's so fun and then I date them and I'm like Okay, this is over now. This is done. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's... And so this song is just so fun of like the don't get your expectations up of who I am as a person because I'm kind mm. of a mess. And not in a bad like I and I, I listen to Jody's songs and I'm like, oh, this person might be like, she might joke that she's a bit of a mess, but she's clearly someone who's putting a lot of work into herself into like mm. fixing, not fixing, but like working to find ways to like just live life more smoothly. And you can tell she's putting in the effort and. Yeah. But I do like just this, like, but it's easier to say I'm a bit of a mess than to be like, well, I've been really working on myself lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so I just really like this song for, like, if I'm being honest of, like, how fun it is to flirt or to have a crush because having crushes is so fun um, until it isn't. Um, And it's just, it's just very delightfully charming. Right? It's such a... Like I, we were saying before, the the melody is like not the most upbeat thing ever, mm-hmm. but but it's not as somber as what the lyrics are either. Like it's are this really yeah, it's cool just, it's mixture. very it's a very dainty song. It's a very like trippingly song, tripping song, just mm-hmm. not in like tripping. It like trips along very neatly yeah, yeah, across yeah, yeah, the yeah. tongue, um, and it's just it's it's it's. It's very kind to anyone who's ever fallen in love or been smitten with the idea of a person instead of the actual person, because everyone has done that at some point in their lives. Oh, definitely. And it's, like, 
when she's saying, like, if I'm being honest, like, it's not that at all. Like, this is... I'm putting on this whole thing, but no. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's like, it's about, it's about getting your hopes up. It's about, you know, getting someone... It's about that feeling when you're... you're you meet someone new and you're kind of able to to frame your life and your life's experiences in a way that you think makes you sound like more grown up or more cool or funnier and then you're like okay but now we're gonna tell you how it actually went down and i think that's also really anyways i just really like the whole song yeah it's a good one uh secret for the mad is probably currently my favorite song from her and it's so good it's so relevant right now yes like just i wrote down some of the lyrics There'll be a day when you can say you're okay and mean it. It's like, damn. I have been thinking about that line in particular a lot because I have been thinking about, like, how when I am talking either, like, to anyone at this point um, in history and also just in my life, when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, honestly, personal, on a personal level, pretty good. Yeah. Um, but then I think about all the times I've said that in my life and probably believed it, but like, oh, no, I'm doing pretty well. And then I think back on it and I was like, whoa I was not okay I thought I was okay I was like barely holding it together and so I I was thinking Yolanda about what it'll look like in a couple years from now where like who knows where I will be um or what I will be doing or where I will be I said that twice um and just being like okay well will then I be able to say that I'm okay and mean Mm. it or am I always gonna mean it but the meaning of what okay was always gonna change oh yeah it's not like you're lying to yourself about exactly. you're okay. You or maybe have... you are. Maybe you're all like, it's fine, I'm fine. But you yeah. not like you're lying and being like, oh, no, I'm okay. Because, I mean, also, who hasn't done that to, like, their parents calling you being like, I'm doing really great. I'm having a really great time. Yeah. Uh, I'm so busy. I'm doing so many things that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like you're actively lying to yourself, which is like, you're like, okay, I, I was doing okay. I wasn't actively in pain or mm-hmm. really hurting. But looking back on it. I look at how far I've come since then. Exactly. And this song has a very honest, true, and uplifting feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Little things or stereotypes that are gonna help you get through this one night. And there will be a day when you can say you're okay and mean it. I promise you. It'll all make sense again I promise you It'll all make sense again I've, like with Laura Marling, I I walk around a lot, listen to music, and (laughs) listening to this song, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it is a hard time right now. Like, we don't know what's going to happen, but... Um, there will be a day when you can say, okay, mean it. And also I, when she's like, I'll promise you it will all make sense again. And that's just, you want to hear that. You want someone to say, you know what? It will be okay. And it would all make sense as like, this may be a hard time right now and you're maybe going through something, but like, and these stereotypes will help you get you through this one night. Like, I love that line too. Cause it's like the little things like eating some chocolate or watching some some TV or doing something. Like, these little things are, like, oh, stereotypical things, like taking a bath. No, those are going to help you get through one day, and if that gets you through it, that is good. That's what I was going to say, is that, like, one, I couldn't remember the exact line, but she talks about how, like, this is what people always say is going to help, and 
you know, when when you go to someone for advice and they give you the, like, stereotypical advice, you're like, oh, you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't get it, you're just giving me the, like, basic advice, but it's always shocking to me how useful doing things like taking a bath, if that's what soothes you, mm-hmm. or drinking a cup of water, or making sure that you've eaten, or having a nap yeah. can actually help, and so you're like, I know this seems ridiculous, but just try it, and if it works, then you know, like, that's something you can do again, like, it's about finding what does work for you. And I just really like this song, and I really like, too, how it kind of encourages, like, I was reading the notes again on Genius about her talking about how she sees it as when she's got what she calls bad brain. Mm. And so I like how it it encourages people to tell someone when they're having bad brain, because you can know, like, it's just your your depression brain, your anxiety brain, Mm -hmm. the chemistry making you think these things. But one thing that happens to me a lot is, like, I get stuck in a loop of, what ifs, should have done, learning everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just gets stuck. And so, like, just to be able to tell someone, it, kind of, it helps me break the loop because it's like once it gets out of my mouth, once I've got, like, once I confess it, mm. then I get out of the loop. And it's really difficult to share people because there's always this fear of, like, if I share it with someone, are they going to like me less? Are they going, is this going to change the way they think about me or how they feel mm. about me? Um, but that's another thing where it sounds very typical, but, like, talking to someone, where it's some, whether it's someone you know, like a friend or someone in a professional capacity, it makes a huge difference. And so I like how this song does encourage you to be like, no, this is your brain, and it's there's a difference between knowing it and actually being able to do something about knowing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not being like, how dare you think this way? Or why won't you yeah. do it? Because I think there's a line, it's like, you probably won't believe me when I say it, or you're not going to, I forget the exact line, but that type of mentality of, I'm going to say something and like, you probably don't believe me, or what do I know? But these are the things that you can do. And um, I promise you, it will get better. And even though sometimes that can be a, like just words that doesn't affect someone, you you still can say it to yourself sometimes is the most effective way Mm -hmm. and telling yourself it will all be okay is as or even more important than someone telling you that but seeing it in a song it feels like you're saying it to yourself in a way exactly it's like there's just so it's just about kind of getting it out or being able to like (laughs) like you mentioned like she has kind of difficulty like associating herself with Mm -hmm. images of herself or like feeling connected but it's it's and I think that is like kind of showing in her music here if she's like it's hard to be able to connect these feelings that you're having with who yeah. you are as a person um and it's just it's a really good song and she sings a lot about like I think everything for her is magnified as well because she is this public facing figure mm-hmm. about like she has built a brand and a, a career on being someone who like has a kind of sunny outlook and so she sings a lot about I seem very sunny, and so, like, you might not believe me when I'm singing about struggles or telling you about struggles mm-hmm. that I've had, but I need you to know that it is sincere. That, yeah, that kind of reminds me, there's another song um, called When, and that kind of, what you were just saying of having this sunny idea of, like, who she is, like, she, she talks about in that song of, like, hiding behind this sunny facade, mm-hmm. and people seeing her in that way, but also the things that she's talking about some she's like I feel like I'm living a lie like writing fake diary entries and because for writing like you need to have this deep emotional connection to the songs I don't know what you said just reminded me of that song a lot (laughs) 
Um, and they also, I think, one other one that you put on the playlist for me is guiltless, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, of like yeah. weighing the pros and cons of when you know someone has hurt you, even when they didn't mean to, or rather, especially when they didn't mean to, or like they didn't even realize the mm. effect that their actions would have. And this is something that like can be really difficult to acknowledge when you've hurt someone. So it's from Dodie's perspective, like she's got the line. Um, Oh my god, I can't read my writing. <laughs> I'm not bitter, I'm just... Yeah! I'm not bitter, I'm just tired. No use getting angry at the way that you're wired. Yeah. Um, which I really like, because it is true. And so I like her then, again, like talking about like being able to articulate her feelings and the way mm-hmm. that she is and the way that her brain works. And then like weighing the, the pros and cons of, okay, if I tell this person the way that may, they made me feel... Um, will it help me? Will it heal me? Will it give yeah. me some kind of closure? Or am I just going to get stuck in this guilt loop of now they feel guilty for what they've done yeah. and now they have to work through that and then I'm I'm going to feel guilty for making them feel guilty and so it's easier to just be guiltless. Don't say it's genetic. Is it real? You believe you're guiltless so can tell you believe I actually, right before we started recording, I was watching um, some of her videos of this song, and I was reading through some of the comments of what people were saying, and a lot of people were saying this relates to them a lot, especially when talking about childhood trauma. And they, yeah. cause they have the one line with um, ignorant trauma in one afternoon and the whole like with things that our parents do, they don't know what they have, how they have affected us in certain ways. And, and they're, oh God, like being a person is so difficult because your parents are also just, I've been thinking about parenthood a lot, but it's also just like processing things that happen to them. Mm. And like, I love my parents. I wouldn't want to trade them for anybody else's parents, but I am who I am because of the way that they yeah. raised me, for better or for worse. And even now, I'm like, are you listening? It was mostly for better. Don't worry. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Um, it will, I, I totally get that feeling of there are things that people have done in my life that have affected me so profoundly, and they have probably no idea. And they're guiltless as they don't either don't know about it or they don't think they've done anything wrong. And Which is two separate yes. things. There's not knowing they did something wrong and then not thinking they were in the wrong. And that's something else. That like, okay, so you tell someone and then there's also that fear of what if they don't believe you? Yeah. <sighs> Dodie's songs make me think, man. They really oh make me God. think. I know. I mentioned this earlier. I'm not getting too much detail. But like earlier at work, someone very like kindly told me like, oh, you did this thing and it was not good. Yeah. And it was like the way that I spoke to someone. And I was like oh my god and I've been thinking a lot about the way that like the role that you have in other people's lives and thinking about relations that I've had and being like oh no in that person's mind I'm the villain or not the villain that's a little extreme but I am the I'm the one that they think oh they didn't treat me nicely Mm. and it's it's really difficult to acknowledge and think about just the way that you affect other people and the way other people affected you and we're all just right also thanks for the great segue you're great at the segues for today because the next thing we should talk about is monster the song monster (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yes let's talk talk about you're doing so great 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, Jody's doing all the legwork. <laughs> Such a fun song. It's actually one of my driving songs, which is surprising when you look at all my like intense K-pop driving songs. I also love that it's on her EP. Human. Yes. I was like, oh, <laughs> human and monster. <laughs> this one was really interesting too, actually, because I when I listened to it, I was it's in my mind. I was like, oh, this song is about when you meet someone and you just think, oh. We are not compatible, whether it's a coworker or mm. a colleague or a classmate or a friend or a friend of a friend, rather. And you're just like, mm, nope, nope, not going to work. And you can, it's this, like, the song is talking about, like, how you can see that they hate mm. you and they see you as some kind of monster. But then again, I was on, I was on genius.com. <laughs> um, and she was talking about it specifically in regards to a relationship. And she, like, she realized the relationship was over when she realized this person wasn't, it wasn't that they weren't looking at her with love anymore. It's that they were looking with her with active dislike. Well, yeah. Like the line when it says, I can tell I've rotten in your brain. Like you, like I, I have felt that when I have had very intense, not like necessarily like romantic relationships, but intense like friendships with people. And the moment that like, I felt that of on the other side of like, I, this person, like, doesn't mean anything to me anymore. And it's like, no, this is, and this has changed. But when you're on the receiving end of it, no matter what you say or what you do, it doesn't matter. They've made up their mind that, like, like if someone has fallen out of love or if you've done something, like, it doesn't matter the past anymore. It's just, you have become I know, a monster. Like, and it's like the what do you do when you know it's over? Because it can even still just be so difficult when you're looking at someone and... You know it's not in the same way, but you still have those memories of before, and it's really difficult to be able to reconcile the change. And this song is another example of her incredible writing. Um, she, I wrote a lot of lines down. Um, one of the lines she says is, I craft my words to fit your head because no one listens to the dead. You're like, because she is now like become a monster like a zombie to this person so like you have to craft it because no one's gonna listen because i'm dead to you and it's like ooh, just yes yes give me the lines i know she captures the bitterness of relationships ending really well and like you said it's not just romantic relationships it's friendships it's familial where like again like i've mentioned three minutes ago it's really hard to kind of reconcile when you realize the opinion you have of people from your past and ways that they have hurt or wronged mm-hmm. you and then realizing, oh no, someone out there thinks the same of me. And it's really hard to reconcile that. And then you, there is just a really human, monstrous, whatever impulse to try and set the record straight or try and be like, no, 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 I can fix this. And like, you want to like go to their friends and be like, this is what happened. But it's sometimes you just have to, and it's so difficult, just be like, hey, yeah. Okay, that's how it is. That's, that's, you can't, it's physically impossible to please everyone. And then you can almost feel like in the song they're fighting, like, um, we don't eat our words because they don't taste good. Like, it's also like they're just, you can just visually yes. see this downfall on this. These people who can't stop talking even though they know it's yeah. not working. Just this ongoing cycle of no, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. This is not good anymore. But exactly, how do you let go of the past? It's hard. Mm hmm. Wait, do you have a song you want to talk about? I, 
I do. I kind of, well, just in terms of sideways again, we talked about monster. Now I do kind of want to go into human. Sure. Yeah. Um, where it's like the beginning of that relationship, like the opening line of it. This is the one time. This is the one you were talking about. How you wrote down a lot of lines. I also wrote down a lot Thanks. of lines. I just can't read them. I can read this one, but it's, <laughs> I want to pick you up and scoop you out. And Ooh. it's just that rush of when you find <sighs> someone. And it's the opposite of monster, where it's it's you meet someone or you you've reached an end point with someone of nope, we are no longer compatible. Whereas human is just like that rush of meeting someone. Yeah. And you just like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. There are so many times I have met people and been like, that was nice. That was a good hangout. We're going to be friends. And then never spoken to them again or like realized, no, I just want like more friends or I just want Mm. more people in my life. And then you meet someone who you do connect with and you just, it's that, that feeling of wanting to spend hours with them, even though there's nothing to do and like not like just being able to spend hours doing nothing with someone. And you just feel this like thrill this rush of yeah you just want to know everything this is how it was supposed to be i want to know everything about you you can talk about anything and i'll care yeah and that's what human is it's just like that like i want to pick you up and scoop you out and it's not always a good thing because like it's really easy when you meet someone you're not compatible with to go too hard too fast well yeah like scoop you out so then what's they have nothing left but then what's left yeah Yeah. so it's like it's that I feel like a child with a toy. They're like, I just want to squish it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's and that's not that's not a good impulse to no. have with friends. Friendships and trust take time to build. Yes. But this song is just very thrilling of that moment when you realize, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend time with you, and it's gonna be fun. The melody, like the chorus, is so haunting. Yeah, and it's like, I'm, t- I'm talking so animatedly about this song that you think it would be a really, like, ukulele-heavy, strummy pop song. No. It's not. It's a, it's a very hushed, whispery duet, yeah. and it build the chorus builds really nicely, but it's, it's just this low thrumming. Yes. Um, I didn't send you it, but there is a music video to this one, and it's pretty much like she's molding or creating a human, and then at the end, it's just like, she, she like, leaves this, like, human, and then on the floor is just a bunch of other ones, as if, like, she goes hard so fast, and then, like, then monster happens, I guess, and then... Oh, yeah, like, it is, like, all of her songs that we're talking about right now, I feel like even though they're written at different parts in her life, could all be kind of about, like, the same relationship. Yeah. Of, like, the, if I'm being honest, of, like, the first, like, thrill and the setting up of expectations and you go into human of, like, mm. I'm I'm feeding I'm feeding into all these expectations and I'm creating this image of who you are, but you just have to bring it back. Otherwise, you end up in monster territory. Yeah, she, in her book, she, when she was in... I think she was 17 or she was late high school. She was dating someone who was older than her and she pretty much like moved in with him and how it was like not a good thing. Like relationships don't always work. And it's always like you, you look back at the past and you're like, this is like, you go hard fast and you're like, this is what my relationship is. And then you look back and you're like, and if it goes bad, you're like, but it was so great. But was it, was it really great? And you kind of mentioned, like, her past, like, EP. She only has three EPs. She only has, like, that's not a lot. And they're all were, 
released independently, so she's not, like, with an agency or anything. So she has the three, um, Intertwine, You, and Human. Mm-hmm. And Human is her most recent one. And apparently, in June 2019, apparently she said that she was working on her first ever studio album. That's exciting. But I, but with, with what's going on, I don't with know. Corona. If it's gonna happen. In the times of the virus. Yes. Yeah, I just really like all of her music. It's very delightful. This I don't have a segue for this, but I wanted to talk about six out of ten. Um, oh, because yeah. I really like six out of ten. They sent me the video, and I was like, oh. yes, it is. That feel like the song is like the title. <laughs> um, feeling like right now you're a six out of ten. Like you're not at the bottom. But you're not, you're like, okay. And you're kind of just walking through life. And like, the last lyric when she's like, I, I guess I'll just call a taxi. Like, it's such like a visual of you're at a thing, you don't feel great. And you're like, I don't want to worry anyone. I just want to leave. Like, don't worry about me. Like, I'll, I'm just going to call a taxi. It's, it's fine. Oh my God. And then in the video, she's crying in the taxi. And I yeah. cried in the back of a lift. Or just, oh. I'm not that fancy. I've cried on public transit literally, I don't know how many times. Yeah. So many times. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Um, it's really good. I really like 6 out of 10. Um, I think it just addresses, like, her her point of view character's relationship with body image of, like, again, yeah. it's that matter of knowing in the sensible and the logical part of your brain that like beauty standards exist in a not good way mm-hmm. and being able to extend a level of kindness towards other people of being like no you are beautiful or it doesn't matter if you're beautiful or yeah. you look amazing and you are amazing and you've got so many other things about yourself that are really powerful qualities and then not being able to extend that kindness back to yourself or holding yourself to a higher yeah. standard because you think for some reason these rules would apply to you even though you know in your head Mm -hmm. that's not how it works and so the 6 out of 10 video is like her going to an audition and seeing it's a room full I was like it's any audition room ever if you go into a room and it's just you're like everyone in this room looks like me yeah but they look better and then it like gets passed from point of view to point of view of all of these characters in this room seeing the other women and being like they're the better version and it's very difficult and just like yeah it's anyways I'm just, I was just about to say the same, but it's, it's just the knowledge that, like, not being able to see yourself in the way that you see others. And then crying in a cab. <laughs> the, the ongoing of the struggles, like, does anyone have, like, pity? Like, are people pitying me? Like, but also, like, uh, don't pity me because I'm just plain and I'm not anything special. And Pity for the plain girl. It's like, oh, oof. it's so beautiful. Her music is just so pretty. It's so pretty and meaningful. And then, like, when you really read the lyrics, you're like, damn. Like, sometimes you have to really look into it and, like, what does this mean? But sometimes it's just so straightforward and you're like, oh, I know exactly what this means. In the middle. <laughs> oh, in the middle is the best thing ever. It's so, so funny. Crazy. I was like, oh, my God, Jody. Um, I, I, she's a very exciting artist. I'm very excited to, to listen to any future music she creates because she yeah. is, like, just someone who who is dedicated to exploring the same themes and like it is very personal but mm-hmm. it's changing with her and I've said that already but like it is it just makes her very interesting to watch. Yeah, I definitely recommend looking at her side channel 
is really good because it has like a lot of those little clips of like songs she's just written. She's written one called Strange Girl, which I think you'd actually really like. It's a very mm. short one, but yeah, she's been just coming up with like she even came out with a new one today that I really like. Well, say so she does the Eloja project, which I think she created, where it's a lot of songs in August. Ah, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> which I really like. And you sent me one of them. Uh, yeah. the All My Daughters video, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I just like the, like, she's just in this, this giant room, and she's just playing this song, and, like, it seems so off the cuff. I'm sure she's spent a long time creating it and getting it ready, but, like, it seems like she came up with this song, and she's just performing it, and it's so haunting, yet beautiful, and you can feel everything within that what one. I'm sorry I keep doing this, but, like, was very Laura Marling-esque, or maybe Laura yeah. Marling's very Dodie-esque, but it was, like, I think it's also it's called All My Daughters, and we talked last time yes. about how Laura Marling is so interested in, like, the matrilineal chain, mm. um, but Dodie's voice in this just goes from these little, like, oh, little bird sounds to this, like, husky, she just has great range in this song, and it's, yeah. it, it is very, it feels improvisational, even though you, like, I mean, yeah. I feel like she did write it beforehand, it's not just off the cuff, but it's also something where she wrote it, like, half an hour beforehand, and then went yeah. into recording. Yeah. Um, we've talked about many a songs, but my, probably my favorite song from her is called Sick of Losing Soulmate. It's probably the song I've listened to the most out of hers. And I think it was one of the first introductions I songs I've had, like that I really got into it was listening to this song. You put and it on a mixtape for me. Mix I CD. did put it on a mixtape for you. So this is I think this is the only song that you knew ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Of Dodie Clark. Um, and I had I realized heard others, but I could I could not be able to tell you which ones I had heard, but uh, a girl at the cafe I used to work at also really liked Dodie. A woman. Um, she was an adult. Um, and would often <laughs> put on put on Dodie on our yeah. store iPod. Um, nice. But I would only I would only ever realize it was Dodie when Sick of Losing Soulmates came on and I'd be like, oh hi. <laughs> this is Dodie. Um, so it is a beautiful song. I keep using the word beautiful, but it's it's true. It's true. Um, and it's pretty much about that she's sick of losing these people in her life. Reg- like, it could be for multiple reasons. Um, the music video is two women in a relationship and one of the one of them is out and the other one isn't Um, so Dodie came out as bisexual in 2016 and a lot of her, yeah, yeah, gay pride. Yes. Um, so she has, um, a lot of her music, you can definitely see that light that she's putting on those types of issues or those types of feelings. Like the song, she is that exactly when she is such a delicate song, which is also really good. Um, but Sick of Losing Soulmates, I, like, there's a line that says, what the hell would I be without you? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, soulmates don't have to just be, like, romantic. It could also be, like, family. It could be friendship. It could be you. It, like, it could be you, Emma. <laughs> and, and it's just, you know when you found your person, and it's like, I, I tend to get very, like, in a lot of my friendships being very codependent, and, like, 
if I look back in photos of like gone through waves of being really close to people and like feeling like they're my soulmate and then something happening it's like I'm sick of losing that I look back and like how did that happen but me and you girl we've we're nine years and counting baby <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's just a fun song and not fun it's, but it's it is song. really good but yeah it is that of just oh god social media is both fun and a curse upon society Mm -hmm. um because i follow very few people from like i didn't really become active on like instagram until 2015 so i follow very few people who i knew from before that time Mm. um but i do follow like a couple people from high school and a lot of it is just like oh i wish we could have been closer i wish or more often i wish we could have stayed close and it is just really sad to be like i i was thinking about it today of some i saw someone and She's doing well. She's very outdoorsy, which is probably factoring into why we didn't stay very close friends. She does a lot of extreme sports. Um, But just the... I was like, when I was in high school, I talked to you every single day, even on weekends. We would eat lunch together every single day. We would, like, compare our schedules and try and get classes together. And now I Mm. don't know anything about your life. Yeah. It's so true. I think one thing is especially when you're younger, like you still are changing. Like when I think back of what little Jenny was or even like high school Jenny was. Or university Jenny and Emma. Different people. Different people. And I think people, when you're young, you either grow together or you grow apart or you grow differently. And that's not a bad thing, but kind of like looking back on how great things were is sometimes you're like, what happened? It's like, well, I started on this route and you went this route, and both routes are valid, and that's just what happened. We were together at a part when we just happened to align, right? Mm-hmm. And but it's you can get sick of it. It's tiring for sure. I'm thinking about that New Yorker cartoon. The Maybe it's one? not even the New Yorker. There's a cartoon, and it's two lines going parallel, and it's the person you meet at the wrong time and so it's like two lines running parallel and then they cross and go in opposite directions and then re-meet at the right one and then they re-meet and I think about that comic a lot oh it's very profound see Dodie makes you think man she, she really makes, makes you think. think she makes you think um I also got Emma to listen to um Dodie and Thomas Sanders sing the song Birds um mm-hmm. which is one of Another one of my favorite songs, because as y'all know, I love birds. Um, this is not an original song from Dodie. It is actually an original song from Thomas Sanders. Oh, original okay. musical, Ultimate Storytime. So many more layers to that than I realized. <laughs> yeah. So he wrote a musical. Um, and anywho, they both appeared on each other's channel, and she wrote a song for him, and they performed it, and then she sang this song from his musical with him as a duet. And I love this song it is the epitome like i know this is not technically her song but she sang a cover of it and i i won't talk too much about it but it's a great song because it's, it's just really about wanting beautiful to be, it's wanting to just be chill and alone and is that okay can i be chill alone is this strange oh God, but i just want a good sit feeling <laughs> i just want to sit and watch the birds <laughs> oh, i feel bad for my roommate sometimes i feel like she's like are you okay? You're just in your room all the time. And I'm like, this is my ideal state of being. Yes. <laughs> what just I like, be. I have my window open. There's a little bit of breeze. It's so nice. I went to a park yesterday and listened to the birds. And I was going <gasps> to take a video for you. And then I was just like enjoying lying in the sun too yes. much to not to do that. Right? Really 
I used to take so many photos and videos, and now I don't as often, and it's because I want to enjoy the moment, which mm-hmm. is hard for some people, or, like, people who have derealization. Like, they can't. They can't really be in the mo- the moment, and just appreciating the how important the moment is and there's that quote like the moment like the present that's why it's called a gift or whatever it's or it's a gift because that's what called parent. whatever that saying is <laughs> i'm picking up what you're putting down <laughs> yeah and um another completely random thing is if have you ever seen Dodie's instagram no i have not it is aesthetically very pleasing oh that tracks she it seems, is she she seems like and I mean this as a compliment, indie girl aesthetic. Mm, yeah. I'm like, oh, I see you when I think of teacups and, like, big sweaters and fog. Yeah, like, she, like, it's, like, it has a color scheme. Like, it's very, she must use the same, like, filter oh or something. And it's very wow. aesthetically Respect. pleasing. And it's very nice. Um, oh, my gosh. Gonna get do we, the songs, there's two other songs, there's two songs, but there are also songs that I want to mention in the... Activity. Are we not going to talk about the songs and the activities until the activity? Um, for me, yes, unless you mention it. We haven't also talked about Burned Out yet. Is that your activity song? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but let's proceed to activities. Okay, but before we do activities, because that's not the order we do things here. We okay. have to do the star chart first. <laughs> oh my god. I love how we're like, it's going to be a chase. It's going to be competitive. And I'm like, I have no idea who's... You're definitely a ranking me because I've given you some stinkers. Um, <laughs> uh... Oh my god, I didn't even think about ranking her. Oh god, four. Four to five stars. Yay! Four, that's to, five, good. four to five big sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that is solid. That is a solid amount. It is good. Do you think you're listening yeah. to more, Dodie? I think I will. Like, I, I I don't know what I tell you here and what I just tell you on the phone because we talk so often. I don't listen to a lot of music anymore. I used to listen to a lot of music, and then podcasts happened to my life. Ah. Um, but this was a really good week because I've been listening to just. Soft, tinkly, gentle music. Right? That's why I picked Dodie, um, because I thought, like, you've been saying, like, she kind of reminds you sometimes of Laura Marling, and that's kind of why I picked her, because I know you like listening to this type of music when you do listen to music, <laughs> and I also really enjoy her, and I was like, I need you to listen to more of it. <laughs> so, here is Dodie. Don't gotta get up early tomorrow again, Activities. We can do the activity now. Okay, so the activity was um, pick two Doty songs and that you think fit with either a TV show, movie, musical theater moment, or a whole show, or you would put on like a character's playlist. Because I know you write a lot. Of, you do a lot of like character playlists and stuff. You so. know I do. Um, so what songs of Dodie's do you think fits really well with, um, like another fandom or another movie or you think okay. would go really well with it? So I did pick two. As you requested, can you imagine if I didn't pick two? That would have been so rude. <laughs> um, 
I picked one where I was like, this is a specific character, and more this is just like a specific, not even a specific, a general scene that I can picture in my mind. I'm not facing okay. the microphone anymore. I'm so sorry. Um, so the first one is for the scene. I picked Boys Like You, which on Genius.com, Jody was like, it's about fuck boys. And I was like, yes, yes. Because in my mind, I was picturing like WB, CW show, circa 2006. Uh, there's like the bad boy love interest and him Ooh. and the leading lady have had like a real hate love banter yes, flirtation yes. and then like they finally start kissing or whatever and then boys like what you would play um, like this is a song for the Lowen Eccles Lowen Eccles Logan Eccles Dylan McKay's of the world um, they're allegedly rebooting Gossip Girl I never watched oh. original Gossip Girl but I Neither. feel like this song should be in the Gossip Girl reboot mmm Interesting. Because um, it's about bad boys. <laughs> and I yeah. love a fictional bad, bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for Jess Mariano. No. I say no to Jess. <laughs> yes to all other bad boys. <laughs> but Boys Like You is is a good yes. track. And then the other one, I was like, Dancing Radica, a few, a couple... So, like, I was like, okay, well, what are some fandoms that I've been really deep in lately? So, I, was, I have been working on a character playlist for my favorite pairing from the show Halt and Catch Fire, which I've talked about before. So, mm-hmm. I was like, I've been working on a Cam Donna playlist, and I was like, I bet there there, there, I, there definitely is going to be a Dodie song that's perfect for Cam Donna. Didn't find it this time, and then I was like, Black Sails. And then I went back to my current love of my life, which is It Chapter 2. Yes. Uh, the internet's tides have turned against It Chapter 2. All of the It blogs I follow are now like, I can't believe I was so interested in the clan movie. It's so cringe. Oh, and I'm no. like, I'm still here. Oh, no. I don't think it's cringe. Don't be ashamed of the things you love. Things come to yeah. you at the right time in your life when you need them. Exactly. I need it, chapter two. I can't believe I'm saying this either. I can't believe I'm saying this almost like a calendar year after I saw it. I know, but it's it's who I am. So I was like, there were definitely a couple songs that were like really ready. Richie and Eddie it is the main, most popular pairing in it. Mm. Um it chapter two is famous slash infamous for making it canon and then still killing off Eddie thumbs down spoiler alert for it chapter two but like i'm saving you the emotional distress (laughs) um anyway so i was like okay so i was dancing and there were a couple songs i thought were pretty ready what i settled on was oh my god this wasn't even intentional ready now (laughs) (laughs) um but plot twist this isn't actually a ready song um, oh. But now I need to, I'm going to take the camera away so I can look up the lyrics on my phone, because I'm talking to Jenny yeah. on the phone, I don't want to test my laptop. Um, so this song is a Moomin song, she wrote it for yes. the Moomin show, which yes. is so great. Yes. Um, it is, I, I was I was going to be surprised if you didn't pick this song for something, because it was created for media. <laughs> I know, and it's, uh, and so... My other favorite pairing from a couple from It Chapter 2 ship is, uh, it's got a couple different names. I call it Bike. Uh, the other ship name for it is Hanbro. It's Bill Denbro, uh, adult versions, because I don't feel comfortable shipping children. Um, Understandable. But it's, it's James McAvoy's character and Isaiah Mustafa's character. Um, and the... Isaiah Mustafa is the emotional heart of It Chapter 2, and it's... I love the director of It Chapter 2. I always mispronounce his name, so I'm not going to say it on the podcast. You can't just look it up. Um, But he does kind of do Isaiah Mustafa's character, Mike Hanlon, dirty, 
Um, he's the only not-white person. He's a black man, only not-white person in this movie. And he's also, conveniently, the only character in that movie that doesn't get a flashback. So I'm like, cool, you could have just put in this one scene. Of- Anyways, I don't want to go on that whole tirade because we're, we're going kind of at our usual time limits. Anyways, but Isaiah Mustafa just, like, serves up so much warmth and love uh, for all of his friends, but especially mm. for Bill. And the movie, the, literally the last scene of the movie is him and James McAvoy on the phone together telling each other that they love each other. And oh I just <laughs> can't believe it. It's so, like, I, I won't turn this into an It Chapter 2 podcast because we don't have time for that. <laughs> um, but the whole thing is that, like, the losers all forget about it once they leave their hometown and Mike realizes and decides to stay in Derry, even though it will make his life miserable because mm-hmm. someone has to remember so that when it comes back, he can get all the losers back together and they can beat it once and for all. And then, like, his whole thing is that he's like, been doing all of this research. Thank you for listening to this. He's been doing all this research. He's been making all these plans on how to defeat it. And it involves, like, she has this chorus. It's feet firm on the ground. We stood hand in hand. The world seemed to tell me that I have a plan. Together we sang, I'm ready now. Oh, um, snap. And it literally is like all of the losers holding hands. Bill and Mike are next to each other. It's very powerful for me. And then you realize that Mike actually didn't have a plan. He just trusted that the love that they have as a group and the love that they have for each other would be enough to beat it. And that, like, obviously a lot happens. The final battle is very long. But, like, that is how they beat it. Through, like, love for each other and, like, knowing that they can support each other in a way that they don't have to be afraid of Pennywise. Yeah. I'm just spoiling the end of it. <laughs> um... Anyways, but then it's, oh, how did you know that's all we need? A promise of hope is enough to feel free. And at the end of the movie, Mike finally gets to leave Derry and he tells Bill that he loves him. And this actually happens in the film. I'm going to send Jenny the clip so she can put the audio in the episode. Just read it. Okay. And call me anytime. Bill. I love you, man. Love you too. Alright. See you around. I'm honestly gonna start crying. Um, anyways, ready now. Ironically, not a ready song, although it could apply to all of the losers. It is specifically a bike song, Bill and Mike. That's my that's me talking about it, chapter two. Jenny is my best friend because this was literally two months ago and I haven't forgotten about it, where I was like, Oh, like I've not left my house. We were on the phone, I don't have any news to tell you, and she was like Okay, do you want to just tell me about it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I yeah. do. <laughs> just tell me, girl. I will never, ever see this movie, but I know it's important to you, so please tell I me I sent you, it. like, the one 60-second fan video that's just yeah. them swimming, and I was like, you can watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all. Those are solid. I'm. Uh, those are good picks. I want to hear what you, you were thinking now. Okay, okay. So I also picked two. Um, the first one is the song Absolutely Smitten. So it's fun. such a cute, so fun delightful. song. It's, about, it's like, like hmm? it's the, Stay, the, Stay, Stay by Taylor Swift's, like, Little Sister. Or Big Sister. Oh! They're related. Yeah! Yeah, it's just so fun. Um, what I envisioned for this is um, not, like, a scene or anything, but just the relationship of Cory and Topanga from Boy Meets World. Because they're just so adorable and like they are smitten for each other and like in the beginning and then like it's just the whole thing going on. It's like they, oh yeah, it's 
So absolutely smitten fits their relationship very cutely because that's the type of relationship they have. Like they love each other, but it's very like they're smitten by each other. And it's really cute. It's good. It's, it's good. Oh, oh tingles. Um, the second song is Burnt Out. Mm-hmm. Not burnt, burnt out, burned out. Before I go into why, like who this fits, I just briefly want to talk about the song because this song is like, I know I use the word haunting probably 10 times, but it is haunting. Um, and, um, the lyrics of words only get through if they're sharp of being like, you can only hear the negative things. Um, I'll never talk about it. It's like keeping things hidden. And the chorus is kind of this like quotation of, oh, but they, but they love you. And they're thousand thousand. I see you like you're great. All these things, but like your depression is like, it doesn't matter what anyone says. I'm burnt out. I am. I may leave soon like this is too much to bear and it's so heartbreaking even though you have all these 100 people who love you and see you and you think they're great and they're telling you all these things but there's could be a couple of things that just hurt you so deeply that you get stuck um and so this I don't know why but this reminds me a lot what I not not usually reminds me a lot but I was trying to think of something that it does remind me of would be the later stages of Iron Man Oh my god. Right? Candy crickets, juicy crust. <laughs> right? Like, doesn't that fit perfectly? Like, all these like all these people who praise him all the time. He has the world on his shoulders. All these people are looking at him, cheering fans. But he is so depressed. So traumatized. So traumatized. So, like, Iron Man 3 to, like, the end of Avengers, I guess. <laughs> oh my god yeah like Dodie talks we've talked a lot about how she thinks about like romantic relationships and friendships and familial relationships and this is a really interesting like reaction to parasocial relationships of how people can feel like they know you because they see you a lot and celebrity as a concept is so wild and yeah so that's a that's a good that's a good fan comparison oh my god can it be 2014 again (laughs) (laughs) but i was like peak avengers nonsense oh what a time um that is a really good tony stark song thank you 2014 what avengers came out then was that winter soldier came out that year um also wait no ultron came out in 2015 but that was like winter soldier that was the first season of agent carter that was like i was gonna say it better not be ultron because that's when i got whooping cough and i had to go to the theater by myself like weeks later (laughs) with my cup i I already bought and then my sister and i just had an empty seat next to us um but like oh my gosh i i wish i feel like i would have enjoyed it more if i was with you and also Same. because like seeing it on opening night was wild because the excitement was so high and the movie ended yeah. and everyone was like oh okay. yeah anywho we fun. can't get into it because then we'll talk for another hour we won't derail anywho thanks so much for listening to your podcast definitely go check out Dodie and yeah um yeah and enjoy things. and uh time for my spiel again <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, you can follow us on twitter at hi ho podcast uh h-y-h-o podcast or email us at hi ho podcast at gmail.com or follow us on tumblr at hi ho podcast.com i made us a tumblr jenny what I, what i know it's a little plot twist because this whole time it's like i don't like twitter i don't understand twitter um we will still have a twitter i will keep posting there um but i was like oh 
Yes, I am 26. Yes, my primary social media is Tumblr. What about it? Um, follow us on yeah. Tumblr because I know how to use it. <laughs> That's exciting. I did, I, this I is brand new information, so you're finding out what I'm finding out. So I know. I made it. It's literally just like the exact same thing where it's like, it's got our bios. I'm going to be posting episode descriptions there. Um, maybe reblogging some GIF sets, but whatever we're talking about this week. Um, but yeah, it was just like I was trying to playing around with some things, trying to get our voice out there. And so that's another thing you can do. Cool. Lovely. Um, um, and yes, until next time. Like remember. Like, oh, it's your what? line. I stole it's, your line. I'm sorry. I stole your cue. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> um, to remember to like what you like, your opinion is valid. As long as it is the same as mine. Good night, everybody. You always say goodnight. It's midday. Oh, it's night. It's 8 p.m. here. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.